Hey guys and girls, welcome, welcome to, to Single to Sealed. Sealed. I'm Jerry, your host, and here with me is my co-host and wife, Brianna. As members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, we have dedicated this podcast to helping fellow Christians navigate the treacherous waters of dating all the way to the winding roads of marriage. All are welcome in our podcast family, and we are so excited to have you here with us. Be sure to subscribe, follow, or favorite. Let's talk. Hello, podcast family. It is Brianna and Jerry, your favorite podcast hosts, back for another episode. And before we jump right in, I just want to warn you guys, both Jerry and I have colds right now. I have it worse than he does, <laughs> which is surprising because usually the man cold is pretty, pretty strong. Come so, on. <laughs> um, so yeah, if you notice my voice sounds a little funky, extra deep and raspy, that's why. Um, yeah, I'm kind of totally congested and I can't smell or taste anything right now, but I don't think it's COVID. I feel like it wasn't that long ago that we were sick in the podcast the first time and we don't get sick very often. So it's kind of funny. Yeah. But before we dive into our topic today, I just wanted to ask Jerry something. Jerry, can I have your picture so I can show Santa what I want for Christmas? What? (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, I was using a... I was trying to be cheeky. I was using um, one of those pickup lines. <laughs> <laughs> That's really dumb. <laughs> Here's another one. Here's another one. Ready? You may fall from the sky. You may fall from a tree. But the best way to fall is in love with me. Hey. <laughs> That's smooth right there. <laughs> okay, one last one. One last one. I'm no photographer, but I can picture us together. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I picture us together, too. So, um, Jerry, what have you and I been up to the past, like, week and a half that's kind of flipped our world upside down in a good way? Just to give the the listeners a little background in our lives of what goes on. Yeah, recently we have been more motivated to work on our personal health, and we've noticed that we've gradually become the parent bods (laughs) that we don't necessarily (laughs) want to have. And so we just want to work on our health a little bit and our fitness and uh, lose a little bit of weight as well. And yeah. so we got a, a Peloton that Brianna was adamant that we needed to have. Very adamant, especially since we talked with Amanda Louder. I don't know if we included that in the actual podcast episode, but she has a Peloton and she's like, you guys have to get it. It's so much fun. Yeah, so we waited for like three months for it to be delivered. <laughs> it took forever to come. So it came here finally. We've used it every day for the last three days since we got it and made some pretty drastic diet changes. So support us and say woo (laughs) we're on a wellness journey right now it's not necessarily like weight just like we want to feel healthier and we haven't been working out or like making an effort in our diet at all and so we're like you know what we need to change things up and and be healthier for us and for our kids and stuff so if you start to notice that we're looking a little more ripped and like swole in our instagram (laughs) that's why (laughs) yeah for all the pictures that we take of us yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but yeah, that's our that's our new update for our life currently, but nothing too crazy happened over here at the Scott household. Yeah, there's another that. thing. What is it? We got a new cat. Oh yeah, we got <laughs> another cat, and if you guys are super interested in seeing the cat, I guess we'll post on Instagram today so you guys can see a picture of her, but she's pretty cute. She's another hairless one. Yeah, we do have a separate Instagram for the cats called Ready Cats Go. <laughs> yeah, Ready Cats Go, all one word. If you guys want to check it out, you can see how cute our cats are. 
Yeah, three. All of them have been at the whim of Brianna saying, babe, that one's so cute. We just have to have it. <laughs> Shameless plug for our Instagram right there. Check it out. That's right. <laughs> we have two Sphinx hairless cats and one furry one. And their names are Fanta, Jinx, and Finnegan. It's really weird because now that I have two Sphinx cats, when I see the one with hair, it feels kind of weird. <laughs> And so I have to pet the hairy cat Fanta and remind her that she's normal. <laughs> and the other ones are weird. Okay, we're getting way off topic now. I just wanted to give you guys a, like a little bit of insight into our lives. We don't really talk much about like our day-to-day stuff when we get on episodes. So I just wanted to have a little fun there. Today's topic, like you guys saw in the title of the episode, is should I get back together with my ex? and this is a really important topic because I feel like a lot of people just without even realizing it kind of fall back into the traps or the feelings or you know the connection they feel with their exes and they don't know whether or not they should get back with their ex or not and whether or not it's healthy so we wanted to talk a little bit more about that today we've received a few messages about this and we wanted to take a little bit deeper dive and do an episode on it so here we go all right so First and foremost, in order to get back with our ex, there's some things that need to happen beforehand. So this is something that a couple things we've talked about before in this podcast we want to re-highlight here. And so first, we should always learn and evaluate our previous breakups. So it's really important for us to look on both ends. It's really easy for us to see what someone else did and say, we broke up because so-and-so was like this and -and so-and-so was like this. It's really easy to finger point. But, you know, just like I always tell, you know, Brianna and, and I guess others that if, if something goes wrong or there's an argument or there's a debate or something happens, it's, it's it can be always two-sided as long as you look for it to be. Even in a situation where it seems like the other person completely wronged you, there I, I strongly believe there's always something that you still could do to help mediate or improve that situation. Yeah, so it's really important after you've broken up. Even if you're not planning, of course, because usually when you break up, you don't plan to get back together for you to evaluate and assess what you could have done better and what the other person could have done better. And this leads into our next point, which is we always talk about keeping a dating journal. And it sounds so cliche, like so what's that that movie where she like writes letters to her past loves or whatever? (laughs) Sounds very like Hollywood cliche. Yeah. Um, To all the boys I loved before or whatever. So, but this is a really good idea. Keeping a dating journal is really important to help you sort through what you can improve and what you liked about relationships, what you didn't like. And it's also helpful when you're evaluating past relationships when some time has passed. So if it's been, you know, six months or a year since you broke up, then you can look back and be like, okay, let me go back through our relationship and see like, what was the real cause? Because that one time passes, sometimes you look back and you can't remember very well what happened and how you felt in that moment and how the relationship really was and how it went. So dating journals are so helpful for that. So if you're not keeping one right now, you need to be. So go get one tonight or today and start keeping a dating journal. Yeah, like Brianna said, it's it can be very difficult for us to remember um, a lot of different a lot of different details. And there's maybe specific things to remember, but we're not gonna remember maybe as much as we wanted to. And I know that just from experience, I know having a dating journal might not be as relevant for me right now as far as dating goes but even now if I had a dating journal I could <laughs> I could look back and see ways that I wasn't as good as I could be in relationships and and so forth and I definitely couldn't tell you a lot of the details of the of people that I dated I definitely couldn't 
And this this the journal is just really good because you don't know if you may potentially be getting back together with somebody in a week or two weeks or two years. And, you know, all that all that time can pass. You never know. You don't want to close doors for in most cases. And we always recommend trying your best to part even breakups as friends. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, if someone is proposing to you to get back together and your first impression is no way, Jose, like never in a million years, not interested. <laughs> I always joke with Jerry, that Kevin Hart joke where it's like, I don't have exes. I have Y's. Like, why the heck did I ever date you? <laughs> Most of my exes are like that. I'll be honest, you guys. And so if your first impression is like, I am not getting back together with this person, then just say no, thank you. You don't even have to entertain it. You're not obligated to say yes or explain why you don't want to get back together. If you want to, you can, but you broke up with them. So if that's a closed chapter in your life and you want it to stay that way, do not feel obligated to pursue something more with them. Exactly. And on the other hand, you may not be so decided or upfront. Maybe you, when they ask you that, you're like, oh, maybe I do have feelings. I, I don't know how I feel. It's perfectly normal for you to be able to just answer by saying, I just I just need some time. Like, just, I'll think about it. Let me think about it. And, you know, step away from the situation, you know, five minutes a day, like however long as, as you need, because um, it's, it's, a, it's a difficult thing to, to break up with somebody and to all those emotions and feelings and hardship that you may have felt after that, depending how deep that relationship was. You know, so getting back together can be, can be challenging. So it's a good, good opportunity for you to be able to step back, assess your feelings, and decide if this is something that's going to actually uh, be beneficial for you. Yeah, and I think a lot of times when we break up with people who are narcissistic or it was an abusive relationship, we leave the relationship feeling like it was all our fault. And a lot of times you're going to miss the relationship a lot and you're going to find yourself seeking to feel how you felt in that relationship and seeking for that validation that you felt at times. And I think that's an important step to remember that we're not talking to you. We don't want you to get back with that abusive ex. Um, and sometimes the good times we had with those people who are unhealthy and toxic for us are what we're remembering the most. And just remember that you don't need to go back to that if there were reasons why you left that in the first place. That's a closed chapter. So that example was specifically for if somebody was proposing to you that you get back together. So on the other hand, what if you're the one who wants is considering or wants to ask the other person to get back together with you? So you just want to make sure that you're not being desperate. You don't want you want to be able to realize you're not in a point in your life where you're, you're just missing love or you're trying to fill a void or whatever it may be. Just don't don't be desperate. Think about it and make sure this is really what you want. At this point, hopefully you've already done that assessment. And you realize, man, I just really miss this part about this person. I miss this. I miss having them in my life. And I really do think that we can make this work despite despite our differences. And you have to be prepared to give that explanation when it's time to um, ask that other person. Because, you know, if, if there's going to be a proposal, <laughs> you definitely need to be able to back it up. Yeah, and I think that's a really good time, like Jerry said, to assess do I miss this person specifically or do I miss parts of this relationship that I had? Or do I miss the fact that I wasn't lonely or I had someone to talk to? And when that happens, that's a really good time if you notice that it's just because you're missing that companionship 
it's a good time for you to seek out friendships or people that you can talk to and have and fill that companionship void so you're not going back to an unhealthy relationship or something that you truly don't want to be in. So that's that's a good time for you to pull out that journal like we talked about and assess that old relationship and really do some deep introspection and figure out where you're at. So I definitely had a lot more girls that I dated that never became official than girls I dated that did. And I never had an opportunity where I had broken up with somebody and gotten back together with them, except for once. And it was actually with Brianna. (laughs) It was, yep. That's right. So to give you a little background on that, we had been dating... We'd been dating for like a month and a half before we got official, and then we became official for like, what was it, babe, like two weeks, a week and a half, something like that. It was really short, right? Yeah, about a week and a half. Yeah, and um, even when he asked me to be his girlfriend, I straight up told him, I was like, I'm afraid of commitment, and yeah, when things become super commitment-oriented, I tend to bail pretty quick, and he was like, yeah, okay, and I was like, that. <laughs> talking to him later, he's like, yeah, I knew that, it wasn't going to last long, and so... um. Yeah, so we dated and I was praying about whether or not we should be dating and I just wasn't receiving like a solid answer. So I figured that was a no. So I basically had him meet up with me in my car one night and I was like, hey, so you're really great and everything and I really like you, but um, I don't think we're supposed to be together because I received revelation that we're not supposed to be together. Yeah, that was crazy. That was so hard for me. Like, (laughs) I was like, oh, I just, I just this girl is awesome. Like we just became official boyfriend and girlfriend. You know, I'm really liking her. I feel like I've done right by her. And I don't, I don't know what I did. Like that even God would (laughs) tell her, no, he's not good. You know? So I was just like, oh man, like what happened? And I'm asking her, what, what, what can I change? Like, what did I do? And she's just like, nothing. (laughs) I was like, you're, you were like the perfect boyfriend. You're great. I just received the revelation and when someone tells you that, you can't say, no, your revelation's dumb. A lot of guys do say that, though. So I want to make a note here that that was a really good breakup that we ended on. If you ever break up with a guy and say, like, I just feel like we're not supposed to be together and I received revelation that we shouldn't be. And he's like, well, I received revelation that you're supposed to marry me or something like that. <laughs> Warning sign. <laughs> Red flag. <laughs> Jerry was very understanding and very um, kind And he was how every man should react. He just said, well, I respect your revelation and I can't argue with that. And if, you know, everything, anything ever changes, I'm always here for you. And I was, I was okay with giving my own stance too. You know, I said, despite how you feel, you know, I, I don't, don't necessarily feel that way. You know, I feel like with my time and my prayers, you know, I, I didn't feel like I received that same inspiration and that's not invalidating hers. That's just me explaining like how I felt with my position in, this, in 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 our relationship. You know, obviously we just became official. You know, me asking her that, it, it was all it was all prayerfully considered. You know, so it was difficult for me. You know, but if we're not copacetic and that's how she felt, then I just I just had to let it happen that way. Yeah. So things ended. You know, he left the car, and that was it. And um, after we broke up, we just kind of were apart for I think it was like two weeks three weeks maybe and I felt good about it at first I felt like a huge relief I was like oh okay no more commitment okay I'm I'm good you know like that I don't know that relief of like okay that almost could have been something serious you know <laughs> was how I, I kind of felt and then like after a week it kind of set in I was like oh I no longer have Jerry in my life and I was really sad 
and I was crying all the time and always crying to my my best friend Day. Poor Day had to listen to me cry to her like every day on the way to work, telling her I think I made a mistake. And so I would like send Jerry random like Snapchats of like songs and things just to, just because I was hoping that like I could keep him there because I kind of knew that I had made a mistake. And then um, I messaged him one day and I was like, hey, can I talk? It was after like two or three weeks. I was like, I just am really struggling with this and I just want to talk with you. He's like, okay. Yeah, and that was really difficult for me because in the midst of me trying to get over this breakup and these feelings, I have this girl messaging me, hey, look, our this song is on. You like this song and da 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 I'm like, I know we're we're kind of apart on friends, but like, can you stop messaging me now like every day? He never said that to me though. <laughs> in my mind, I'm just like, I was being too nice. I, I just, I didn't know how to tell her, like, leave me alone. Like, I'm trying to get over this and and you're just not letting me. You know, so I'm, like, getting mixed signals. Like, I don't know what you want. Like, it feels kind of weird, you know, that that all these messages are being sent. I totally skipped a very important part, I guess, in our story. So during these weeks that I had been really stressed and crying and not feeling great about what I had done, um, I said a prayer to God, and I was like, you know what? I know we're not supposed to ac- ask for signs, but if Jerry and I are meant to be back together, like, send a sign. Like, help me know, because I need to know, is what I told him. And Jerry and I had planned to go to General Conference together <laughs> yeah. originally when we were dating. I had gotten the tickets and everything. This mm-hmm. was my first time actually going to General Conference, and I yeah. had secured tickets for both of us to go. And so I ended up finding someone else, and it was really awkward. And I found someone else, too. And we had, like, you know, really great seats, and we were excited. And we're, like, standing in line, and, you know, there's, like, 30,000-plus people that gather for General Conference, and everybody's in the lines to enter. And I'm, like, walking, and there's Jerry standing right there. And he's like, hey. And I was like... Hey. You just walk right by me. <laughs> <laughs> and it was really awkward. We're like, hi. And it just like, after that, we like went to our seats, you know. And I texted him. I was like, hey, it was nice to see you. And he's all like, yeah, it was nice to see you too. Blah, blah. And that was the moment when I knew. I was like, okay, if God could put Jerry in my path, because I told God specifically, I was like, send me a sign to help me run into him if I'm meant to be with him. And that's when I ran into you. And... <laughs> And it was like, God was like, duh. Out <laughs> of like 30,000 people, like what are the odds you run into like someone like that? And that he had the nerve to come up and talk to me and say hi. It just, yeah, it came all together. And that's when I texted you like later that weekend. I think I texted you and was like, hey, we really need to talk. And that's when we met up to talk. Yeah, we actually met up um, over longboarding mm-hmm. in Provo Canyon. I had extra longboard and Brianna was kind of getting into longboarding when I had met her. I guess, again, she already had a longboard, I guess, in her past. And, um, yeah, we were just riding down the trail, get halfway, and just start talking. And I'm just like, look, like, I... No, no, I started crying. <laughs> yeah, you're crying. Because I was explaining how I'd been feeling. <laughs> yeah, she's crying, and I'm just like, I don't know. I we, I would like to try this again, like, if you feel this is the right thing to do. He said something really great. He was like, we can just date, no strings attached, like, I'll just be here, and we'll just go on dates, like... Don't worry about commitment or anything. Like, we'll just keep on getting to know each other. We'll take it slow. Yeah. And he's like, and if if we need to end it, like, I won't be mad. So we'll just start as friends and get to know each other over again. Yeah. And even though I said that to comfort her, Brianna went, like, full speed ahead. <laughs> and that same day after we were done, she, she invited me to come um, bale some hay and lift some hay for her horses. <laughs> 
and he met my mom that day and that was the day that I told you guys about I think where she was like he's so hot and I was like yeah mom I know <laughs> and then later we went to a cold no it was um a One Republic concert and my cousins worked for Vivint so they got us tickets and that was really fun and yeah and it was by the end of the night we were like yep we're back together pretty much no the next day because that was a Saturday on Sunday we got back together we had like a talk and we're like yeah we both feel the same <laughs> yeah I just like was walking and and I think at one point even Brianna was like is it weird that I just like really want to kiss you right now <laughs> did I say that really <laughs> yeah and I was just like well I guess not like we know each other and we were kind of official for a whole week and a half you know that's a big deal like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is, this is giving me butterflies all over again from our dating our dating life so cute um, but yeah, that's our little story of how we broke up and got back together. I'm really glad that happened because that would have really sucked if we weren't married now. And there's a few important notes that we want to make from this whole experience that we had. And Jerry's going to start those off. Well, and just before that, I just want to say that what what we had learned from that situation was really important because, we, I mean, we were copacetic on how that relationship ended no, there wasn't a whole lot of specific things in evaluation that either of us felt like really needed to be changed about us rather than Brianna not fleeing from from me. <laughs> um, <laughs> it it kind of made it easier to transition back into that relationship because we were able to realize that thing and resolve that issue. Like we resolved that issue of 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 me giving her that space she needed and knowing that she was loved and cared for you know, the best that I could um, at that time in our relationship. And so um, I think that's what we learned from our relationship. And we want you guys to take away from that is like, not only did that all work out, but it didn't just come together. Like after we got together, we had these, this conversation and we were able to be open and honest and communicative about our needs and what we expected and our desires from a relationship. Yeah. And then try again. So we want to, like Brianna said, just kind of break down a couple more points for if you're going to get back together with somebody, these are steps that you have to consider slash do. So number one is have a talk on why the first attempt failed and how you can overcome the obstacle. So Jerry and I also like talked about this too. And that's why he made that offering of saying, let's just date. Let's just cool our heels. Like this doesn't mean we're getting married. This doesn't mean we're jumping in you know, to a temple marriage right now, like we're just getting to know each other. There's no pressure. And we discussed that and the commitment thing in depth and we took things slow. Your ability to communicate here is really important because if you're starting this exchange already with, well, you were doing this and you were doing this, like you're not off to a good start. Like, like I said, you really have to try to get together and, and be copacetic on, on, you know, why this breakup happened and can this be realistically something that we can get over and and or is it even worth trying to get over because you're not obligated to anybody at this at this particular point in time and so the next thing is that you know people are are ever growing and we're always learning and it's important to remember that like we have the ability to repent and god forgives us of us of our sins and we're supposed to emulate that the lord asks us to forgive you know 70 times 7 and and this is a very similar situation is if we're going to come back into this relationship, you can't hold grudges from the past. You need to be able to forgive for what the other person did 
and then say, you know, I'm not going to forget this. I'm not going to forget like what happened, you know, but I'm going to be able to move on from this and and let it let it let it stay in the past. For it to be successful, I feel like you almost have to look at it as a new relationship, like a different relationship from the one you had before, especially if a lot of time has passed. And that kind of links us to our next point, which is assess whether getting back together would actually be healthy. So look at this as an a new relationship, but you also know this person really well. So you have to ask yourself, would be would being in a relationship with this person be better or worse for my mental, emotional, physical health? And ultimately, did they do any growing or changes or anything to show that they actually would be someone you'd want to be in a relationship with? Now that you've had that previous relationship with them, you need to be able to see some growth between the time that you get back with them, especially if there were major flaws or issues or obstacles that need to be overcome overcame to have a successful companionship so ask yourself that ask yourself what changes they've done on their own and that you've been able to see before you get into a relationship with them again yeah so after you've you've talked about how you've about how or why you failed after you've forgiven and uh, assessed whether getting back together would actually be healthy and you know, if this is something that was worth doing, then there are a few other steps that we take from here. And so to help with those things, the first thing that we need to do is reassert our realistic expectations. And so we need to be able to take some of those things that may have rubbed you the wrong way or you didn't feel work really well, or maybe you didn't communicate it so well the first time and that's why it ended up breaking up. It's important for you to be able to set those expectations of what you want from the other person. And um, to go along with that, to be able to set boundaries, you know, set new boundaries. So if this person um, that you're, that used to be, you know, I guess who was your ex, is somebody that you had a particular thing that they did that bothered you or just made you so mad or you felt like you couldn't get over, then if it's a realistic expectation to set, then you need, you need to be able to say that. Say, you know, this really bothered me. This really irritated me. This is really key in our in our breakup. Like I I need this from you. And so again, a realistic thing would be what, Brianna? Space or um, more open communication. Um, being on time is one. I would say an unrealistic boundary would be saying something like, "I expect you to text me every day, on the hour, every hour to let me know where you're at." Like that's not that's not about or or every time that I text you like I expect a response within this amount of time yeah so like like those things aren't very effective and you know are kind of nitpicky versus things and controlling like, yeah and controlling and they're not very actually helpful in helping to sustain a relationship mm-hmm. if you are in a very physically intimate relationship also or in other words like making out a lot or maybe pushing things too far slow it down and stop it reconnect emotionally before you get to that point you need to look at like look at this relationship like we said like starting a new relationship and doing it right doing it with these new tools that you're learning about setting boundaries and keeping things emotionally connected but not as physically connected and working on building a stronger relationship with a better foundation that you guys didn't have that first time around this is your new relationship this isn't following the old patterns of the past yeah if you don't do this you could end up in more of a non-committal makeout situation where you feel like you're actually in a relationship, but you know maybe you're now avoiding things that you were struggling with 
as a means to meet this physical need and you're not actually dealing with or seeing how the other person is being able to cope with a well-functioning relationship you know, outside of that physical intimacy. Yep. And last point I want to make is just pray together, but also pray separately to have wisdom and the gift of discernment, which we talk about a lot on this podcast, to know whether or not this is a wise decision for you. It's very important to pray together, but it's also super important to pray on your own. And like we always talk about, make a decision first and then bring it to the Lord and listen to him. Listen to what his advice is. And I wouldn't necessarily ask him, should I get back together with Julie? But ask him, is this relationship a healthy one for me? And is this wise for me to be in a relationship with this person? Will this help me be a better person, a better future mother or father you know, a a future spouse, are we compatible? And I think all those me, me, me questions are super critical here because this is about you. This is about you personally. If the other person's feeling bad or sad that you're not part of their life, like too bad. (laughs) If, If that's not something that, that you're willing to deal with or that the baggage of the past is too much, then they have their own, their own problems. This is really all about you. And you need to be able to be happy with that other person so that you can, once they, as they're making you happy, you know, you can feel happy also making them happy. <laughs> yeah. When it comes down to it, you need to be on solid ground to be able to help or be able to function fully in a good relationship. So it needs to be something that is helping your mental health and your emotional state. And you need to feel like you're evenly yoked in your desires and your goals and in your both. And, and in both of you working hard to have a successful and healthy relationship. So if getting back together with your ex is something that you're thinking of doing or somebody proposes the idea to you, hopefully you have some tools that you can be able to access and approach appropriately so that you can be able to have the most success in your love life. If you enjoy Single to Sealed, be sure to invite your friends to help our podcast family grow. If you haven't subscribed, followed, or favorited, be sure you do so you don't miss out on any of our great content. Thank you for joining us today as we help you move one step closer to sealing the deal. We'll We'll see see you next time. time.